Okay, and welcome back. It's been a hot minute. I'm your host, Natalie Jones. This week we have Amanda Valentine. She's dope. Everyone, this is explicit. I did let us cuss in it. We talk about it a lot in the beginning, so be be weary of that. And um, Amanda Valentine, if you do not know, she is the You Can Pound This podcast or the Pound This podcast on Instagram. She is You Can Pound This. She has lost 117 pounds and super changed her life, and she goes into that a lot today. We are good friends because we worked in radio together for years, a couple years, and then she has now gone off to do her own thing, which she talks about a lot in 2020. She got all these new certifications and is now really dedicating her life to helping others go through stuff that she has been through. And on top of it, she is hilarious and an excellent true friend who I truly love and adore. So enjoy, everybody. Once again, if there are children around, we do say cuss words, and that is it. Stay fly, my people. I love you, and we'll talk soon, and enjoy, and okay, bye. And finally, an hour later, I press play. Amanda Valentine, welcome back to The Person of Interest. Thank you for having me, Natalie Jones. With me, Natalie Jones. Yes. Um, You are a veteran and an expert when it comes to podcasting and um <laughs> I don't know well I guess so I've been doing my podcast for almost three and a half years now isn't that bonkers damn five days a week for three and a half years um well are we are we allowed to uh, cuss on this podcast yeah fuck yeah we are oh, oh my goodness <laughs> anything, <laughs> things anything. have changed since <laughs> I've left the radio station um no I did I first my fir- when I first started pound this, I didn't do five days a week. I was I didn't even have big plans for it. I was just it started from a blog, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm better at talking than writing, and it was just kind of hodgepodge all over the place. And then I went to two episodes a week, um, and then after I went to a podcasting conference um, later that year, which was 2018, I went to five days a week, and I was five days a week for a year and a half, and then. Um, so about a month into COVID, so I think like May of 2020, I, I've gone down to three episodes a week, which okay. is still, still masochistic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot, but not but not five. Okay, yeah. Okay. Whenever I feel like Amanda, you have led um, left such a legacy in this building in Aww. the radio that now people always compare your work hustle. Everyone like to like, well, Amanda did this. I'm like, are you, oh. being, are you being for real? Or are you just saying that? No, I mean, I think it's like how <laughs> how we're like, there are certain conversations that I've had with people that I'm like, I'm not going to do what Amanda did. That's just not happening. That woman is crazy. Okay. Like, I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little intense. You are. Which is what I love about you. And you're a freak. Yeah. Um, but so oh, I, sorry. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have another podcast. Uh, what? I was just going to say, I feel so dirty and I like it. <laughs> I want you to be your full self and express yourself fully oh, here. I don't know if I can do that in front of a microphone. I've been so well trained since I was a teenager not to cuss in front of a mic. This is a safe place. I mic dropped all the fucks in 2020 when it came to life. <laughs> I was like, fire me if you want to. Don't. Okay, whatever. Yeah, see, you got that Amanda Valentine attitude. <laughs> fire me, I dare you. <laughs> you know, uh, Freddie and I, my co-host now have, we have a podcast and we have to, we have to say, it's explicit it's after hours okay it's r-rated solely because i cuss in it sometimes okay freddie is such an angel i've never heard him say damn but but he's not offended by your language no well that's good not at all if he was then that probably might probably be weird yeah it's not he's not too much so that's good yeah i've got to meet that dude sometime he's been here a while yeah he's like somebody said to him recently they're like 
bro, you're not new anymore. Like, you can't keep doing... He was, like, making a mistake on some, a super a simple oh, okay. mistake. And they're like, yo, you're not new. You can't do that anymore. I was like, you're right. He's been here a while. Yeah. Like, almost five or six months. That has been a blur to me. An absolute blur. I mean, has... Since March of 2020, has everything not been a blur? I mean, I was just having this conversation yesterday that, like, weekends now feel like 30-minute-long lunch breaks. It's Mm. like, what is time? What are days? They all just blend. Like, we're all just constantly on a screen somewhere doing some level of work. You know what? I've been doing so much. I've been documenting my life less on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's been great for my mental health. Like, this past weekend might have been one of my favorite weekends ever. I did 87 things, and I, like, didn't hardly post at all right on about it it was nice i felt like those were moments just for me yeah you know see there's lots of i mean i've been trying to be better about that too especially in covid i mean i deleted facebook good for you dude i go on like once a week just to make sure i don't miss messages because you know i have a business page since i own my own business which is probably a terrible business decision to just (laughs) jettison my social media but i'm like during the election and all the covid stuff i'm like i can't be here like, it's so toxic, it's so mean, no matter what you say, you're wrong to someone. I'm like, mm. I need to dip. I'm like, I can't do this, I can't watch news, which I do have to say, one of the biggest perks of not being on the radio, I have having worked in radio since I was 16, up until the end of 2019, is I don't have to give a damn about any sort of crap going on in the world. I didn't even know the Super Bowl was happening the weekend it happened. I didn't know who was playing. I'm like, this is amazing. I not only don't even have to know, I don't have to come up with some stupid bit for the radio of how to make the Super Bowl interesting. And so I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I, all of these old websites I used to check like 18 times a day to look for show prep. I have not looked at once since 2019 and it is amazing. Oh, uh, congratulations. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So what are you spending all your time doing? Oh my God, working. <laughs> As usual. Yeah. So, I mean, the past year has been kind of all over the place. Um, I mean, so leaving the radio station in 2019 and then started my own LLC, so learning to be an entrepreneur, so mm-hmm. which is a lot that, you know, learning QuickBooks and finances and being your own salesperson and being your own liaison for everything, email marketing. I didn't know anything about all of that. I didn't, I mean, all of this back end stuff, it was learning a lot than getting um, certifications. I got four certifications last year. Congrats. What did Thank you get? Um, I'm certified in nutrition from Precision Nutrition. So I'm a certified nutritionist slash health coach or nutrition coach. Um, I have my NASM CPT, which is a certified personal trainer. So nice. there's that. And then under also under NASM, I'm certified as a weight loss specialist and a behavior change specialist. Wow, behavior changing specialist. What kind of literature are you reading for that? Like what kind of stuff are you See, reading? See, that's the stuff I really like. It's basically like think of everybody has a different way of like goal setting. Yeah. So like in particular you think about, you know, obviously this is the scenario of thinking of like you're coming to the gym or like weight loss. Like let's just say it's weight loss of like what's a motivator for you is different than a motivator for me. Some mm-hmm. people are motivated by certain kinds of goals, like big goals. Or you, some people are motivated by smaller goals or like I want to – um, you know, or what keeps you going? Is it words of affirmation? Is it like you're doing a great job? Keep it up. Like, what are the things that keep, you know, as a coach for someone, it's understanding the types of different people and their motivation style and then playing to individuals' motivation styles so they'll want to keep improving themselves. Wow. It's that's a amazing. lot. That's, that's, that's amazing. I, I, I hope that 
But that's the new wave of fitness. The fitness industry is so... Everyone has their own opinion and their own different styles about it. That really speaks to me. Yeah, I mean, that's what... I mean, I'm just so lucky, too, to be a personal trainer at a gym that so feeds into that of, you know, everybody's a different individual. And that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, create one program and shove everybody on it. Everybody has different goals, different bodies. Do you think that your experience in your weight loss journey, because Amanda has lost 117 pounds and or 100 plus, I don't know. Yeah, and it's not 117 at this current moment. Thanks, COVID. (laughs) But it's still over 100 pounds. I mean, because you changed your life is what you did in order to get there. Do you feel like you're experience through that is really coming through now like you have more education on it oh my god totally I just think that the biggest thing for that well one is just because I've made just such a huge life change in that I mean if you would have talked to me when I first started losing weight this time I guess to just go back to the beginning I was always like obese kid like I was wearing like adult clothes and I was like six and so I was always like the fat kid and not only the fat kid that, you know, I was the poor kid, the kid with the jacked up teeth and the, like the only kid in the tiny little trailer park in the tiny little town I grew up in. So it's like. The, I love that you grew up in a trailer. Yeah. I love multiple so trailers. Multiple. Way to go. <laughs> and so. Well, I love it because whatever. Um, let me clarify this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay? Because everyone's so sensitive now. But yeah. no, but like, but no, but for real, because no, whatever you can ever uh, you can have as many different mentalities about living in trailers, you know what I mean? And, like, um, when I moved around when I was younger, so many of my friends lived in trailers, and I think I did for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's so dope. Or just, like, it's another way to live. I don't know. To me, it's, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, yeah, yeah. there's just such a stigma against it. Yeah, that's the word. And especially, like, you know, being all of the things that I was, you know, obviously felt bad about myself for being, like, fat. I was super shy, super introverted. Um, You know, I went through some pretty traumatic things as a kid and went through, you know, didn't have like the best childhood in a lot of ways. And then also on top of that, that people made fun of me, not only for being fat, but also making fun of me because I was, you know, living in a trailer park. Like I was afraid to have anybody know that. Like when I first started going to high school, which I had to go to another town for high school and the bus picked me up, I would get dropped off at a different bus stop because I didn't want people to know that's where I lived. Oh, wow. I would have like only very, very close friends could know where I lived. I wouldn't let anybody. I was just so in my own head about it that people would just have this idea of who I was and trash on me for it. Um, Even when I'm uh, the first time Mike, my husband, came home I had him it was a long story we we met in New York where we had a radio job and I flew back home to St. Louis area and um for like a weekend or whatever and I got double ear infections while I was there and they're like you can't fly home your eardrums could rupture so him being the good boyfriend at the time drove from New York to my house in Millstadt Illinois to pick me up and bring me back wow and um that's when I had to meet me at a gas station and I sat in the parking lot and cried. And I'm like, this is where I live. This is who I oh am. God, oh, my gosh. I've never heard the story. Yeah. And so like that is just come like so far. It's just that I hate that that is just that people have to feel that way where it's just another kind of home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of like that. I felt so guarded and awful about it and would never bring that up. And like the point of me talking to you this now is big for me. This is only recent in the past several years that I'm cool to talk about this because wow. it's just working through my own shit of being like, but that's who you are. Like Making why are you so okay. like ashamed yeah. of it? Like it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's part of who you are and part of the thing that fueled your fire to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, 
so, you know, kind of growing up that way. And then I went on my very first hardcore diet. It was a radio station thing at the station I was at at the time, which was LA Weight Loss, um, which was talking about it on the air. And I got the program for free. And I lost 60 pounds in six months. And then I yo-yo dieted for a decade after that because I gained it back, whatever. So the point where I am now, the weight loss that I started now was a New Year's resolution in 2012, which is also part of my morning show, which is KYGO in Denver for anybody that might be listening in Denver for some reason. Um, that That's where I was just like, I couldn't ever imagine for myself I'd be a like personal trainer. You know what I mean? Or like just work in health and fitness. And so I think my journey from that up into the point I am now, and then it's so much of me about learning about myself and my own habits and the reasons why I've been a binge eater and a secret eater and um, the reasons why I thought I hated exercise or I didn't want to do these things and really digging deep and changing myself that I think brings its own flavor to helping other people because Mm -hmm. I think so many people have a very similar story to mine, but it's very shameful. It's shameful to say I'm a binge eater. It's shameful yeah. to say that you hate yourself to this level or, you know, and everybody tries to put this mask on, no pun intended, 2021, that it's, you know, it, this doesn't bother me. This doesn't phase me when really, like, if you're unhappy with your own body, whether it's because you're overweight or whatever, like, it's, that's where you live. You live yeah. in your, you live in this place that you hate and it's it horrible. Seem, it can seem like a jail. Yeah. Like, uh, I can, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like so many people that I've been grateful, um, you know, to, to talk with through my podcast, through Instagram, through recently personal training over the years is like, I get you. I've, I've lived this and yeah. this is how I got through it. I don't have all the answers, but I, you know, I just feel like it's, that's just helped me so much to turn this into a profession because I, I just feel like I can, I understand where people is at. It's more than I think. And plus I think so many people have this idea again, talking about stigmas of like a personal trainer is this hard ass. They have a perfect body. They're going to judge me. They're going to think about my rules jiggling, whatever I'm doing, jumping jacks mm-hmm. or whatever, or, um, they're, yeah, it's just like you think that you can't yeah. relate to them. So then you stay away from it completely. I mean, I never had a personal trainer before. I'm like, I, it's so intimidating. So I'm hoping, again, bringing to like the health and fitness space of, you know, bringing this like, hey, I'm on this with you. I'm I'm still yeah. doing exactly what you're doing. I'm just at a different level. And it's, And also there is no easy fix. It sounds like no. you're taking everyone through it. There is no easy fix. I hear some people say, you know... Next month, I'm going to, you know, stop eating carbs and get a personal trainer. And you're like, we used to think that that's what do it, you know, at least I did before I got into this as well, you know. And then then you realize once you start it that there's a lot more going in to all of this. And it all starts. Well, it's so much the mental game. Like just like talking to the behavior change. It's so much of self-awareness where I think that's where people get the bad attitude when it's especially like with weight loss of just like, oh, we'll eat less and move more. Like, well, there's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's so much a a mental game and triggers and especially when we're living in a place where all of this food is marketing. You know what I mean? And it's marketed to you constantly. Foods are designed to make you not just eat one of them. Like, you want to eat all of them because that's how they make money. And so you have all this stuff bombarding you plus on social media of, like, this is what your life should look like. This is what your body should look like. Yeah. And it's just a shit storm and it's like how do you navigate that and finding people that will help you navigate it that don't have an ulterior motive to make a buck off of you 
yeah. which I feel like is such a danger zone in this space, especially thinking of places like Instagram. There's so many people that are influencers or, you know, people that just want to sell you a program so that they can make money and elevate themselves. But do they really care about you and how you feel or understand the journey you're going through and have some compassion about it? Like, I just, it's, there's definitely those people in this space and I'm so lucky to meet so many of them, but there's just so many people that aren't. And then if you're new to this, like, how do you know who to trust? Like, how do you know who to go to for help? Which is the reason I wanted to start my podcast is to be like, these are people that I think that have their hearts in the right place. They're, you know, good people in the health and fitness space or wellness or whatever. And if, if you resonate with any of them, like maybe this is your person instead of just doing a bland Google search, like maybe hear a conversation with them, get a feel for them. And maybe this is someone for you or somebody's product you want to try, or you just feel inspired hearing somebody else's struggles. You know what I mean? Is that the motivator for you to keep going, to keep giving? Because what you're doing is you're giving, you know? You're giving people hope. You're giving people somebody to lean on, you know? Yeah. Is that is yeah. that your motivation going through it? I mean, totally. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, that's, I mean, selfishly, yeah. Like, I really like, I, I lo- not only do I really love helping people go through this because I know how hard it is and I wish that I would have had a good resource or somebody to lean on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited that I could possibly be that person for somebody or even just somebody to shoot an email to, cause I have a question and the amount of people that I'm just so grateful that like put trust in me where I'm a stranger to a lot of people, that I'm just a voice on a podcast or just, you know, a weirdo, you know, playing with tiny hands on Instagram. You're that girl wearing them TikTok pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the them tiny hands. Just uh, making uh, chicken uh. titty all the time. <laughs> that, you know, that to be in a place where I could, that's what I mean. That's why I do meal prep Sunday, though. That's to give back to of like, yeah, meal prepping is so daunting for so many people, but it can be fun and it can be easy and it's like this is a part of my life like why not share that if that helps somebody oh my god that reminds me that i asked you to help me learn i asked you to teach me how to meal prep and then i forgot about that message until right now yeah we can totally do that i know what i do is not for everybody though i mean i mass prep it's very daunting you know i feel like i'm a fitness enthusiast and have been a and i just love exercise and sports everything and have my whole life but nutrition is something i've always lacked on Mm -hmm. i've always like now that I've learned that I naively have always thought that I was doing the right things or, you know, kind of. Then I realized, no, when you actually write it all down and actually pay attention that I've been. I mean, I have, the scale has not moved for me my entire life in 20 years. But I'm, like, exercising like a fiend all the time. It's like, what are you doing? You're doing something wrong. Anyway, so just listen to anyway, this. It like, sounds like you should not worry about the scale. Oh, I don't. I don't pay attention to the numbers. I do not. To me, it's all like like my stretch pants are a little tight today. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just when I get triggered by like, oh, I get triggered when pants don't fit or when my cheeks are too chubby in my um, uh, pictures for work. And you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, no, I feel all we that. constantly have to like we are you, you are your job. So I think it's hard for me to stay on top of it. To be honest. Well. Anyway. Stress plays a role into that, too. Well, like, so now you are moving into all of this stuff. And what I love about you is that you also make everything fun. Thank you. You make everything fun. You have so much personality, and I would love to be one of your 
I would love to work out with you just to see hear what you say to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I when I go to exercise classes, they play dope ass music. I am like taking a break and like twerking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is little John the Eastside Boys from 2002 who is not shaking their butt right now. Like this makes no sense to me. Anyway. But see like in classes like that, I don't do that. I'll hide in the back. I know. I feel like we need to somehow like challenge each other to do something. I'm like, I want to challenge you to come to one of these classes. I'll start I mean, my own thing. Well, it's, it's, my body is so I'm broken at this point. That's where I'm like, I mean, mm. I would totally want to go and have fun. But like, that's where I'm not, I don't even know if this will any be anything I, I want to do is teach group classes. I have mm. right now, I have um, a couple clients. It's a mother, daughter, and they come in together, which again, like talk about being thrown into the fire as a brand new personal trainer of like, okay, now I got to train two people at once. Like I'm just learning how to train one person. <laughs> you know, so so how during this process, how has it been? Tell me some of your struggles that you've had. Um, A lot of the struggles are so much in my own head of lack of confidence a lot of self-doubt of, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, the exercise part was never the biggest part of my weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. It's so The mental stuff and the lifestyle stuff is so much my jam. And I love exercise, but it was the last piece of my weight loss puzzle. Like for, I started just eating better and moving more. I walked a lot to, to, to lose the majority of my weight. It was walking and then I did couch to 5K and running. Um, which is also why I have shit knees now. So I did a lot of walking, running, hiking, and I never even had a gym membership until I moved to Cincinnati. And I didn't start going. I went to Fitnext downtown, and I went there in 2016. It was around, it was like February of 2016. And that was the first time I went to the gym, and I started losing weight in 2012. Mm. So, I mean, it was years until I even went to a gym. I mean, I had gym memberships in the past, not during this weight loss journey when I was yo-yo dieting, but I'm like, I showed up. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I would get on the elliptical for 15 minutes and be like, I showed up and then I would leave. Um, so that was a new experience. And then from Fitnext, I, my knee was just getting too jacked. I had to go to an orthopedic surgeon at Christ Hospital. He's like, you're just going to have to change how you exercise. So then I started going to the Y and lifting and got really into trying to learn lifting for myself and knowing all the gym equipment and doing that. And I was really into that, but also at the same time, things weren't going great here at work, and I was using the exercise as more of my outlet. Mm -hmm. So instead of going to back to old habits of using food for comfort and binging, I was kind of binging more on exercise. So I can. Um, so how did you? I I can totally understand that. I feel like I'd, I have done the same thing in the past. How did you really change your? Um, relationship with exercising and now to having a healthy relationship and making it your job? Um, well, that actually, I mean, this is a big pivotal thing with, with all of this was I met Josh. It's in mm -hmm. C360 Fitness. I met him because I went to, at the time, Cincy State of Being event, and mm -hmm. I met one of his trainers, Whitney, who's now a coworker of mine now, and she was going to come on my podcast, and she's like, well, come to my gym that I work at first. Let's do what's workout first, and then, then I'll come on your podcast. And I met Josh, and I was telling him where I was, what, what everything I was doing at the Y and how much I was working out and how my knee was all jacked up. And he's like, let me fix you. And I'm like, yo, bro, this is far from my house. I live on the west side. And um, he's like, no, like let's start doing some corrective work, which I really fucking hated. Like going so hard to slow down and do 
all of the breathing exercises. Yeah. Like, you know, from like going lifting heavy weights, feeling like a, a bad bitch to, hey, lay on the floor and breathe. So it works on your core. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Big shout out to Josh because he changed my world too a little bit. I think this is when I knew you, and you were going through this, and you were going through this, and I was having a lot of health issues, and I also went to Josh because my back was hurting. Yeah, and he did the same thing, and I was like, I hate this, but also I got so much relief from it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So that was a game changer from there. And then we just became really good friends. So he was my personal trainer, but then we were just really good friends. And I saw him three days a week. And that's when, you know, I was thinking about uh, changing careers, um, which I really flip-flopped back and forth on for a long time. I mean, radio, radio is a lot to me. This is gonna make me cry. Um, like radio has just been more than, oh my God. I'm not even menstrual. (laughs) Maybe it's because it's the first time I've been in a radio station in over a year. (laughs) Oh my God, it's been that long? Yeah, I haven't. I was here last January. That was the last time I was here. So it was just radio for me. I know, right? It's it's just what I always wanted to do. It's, I grew up listening to the radio. It was my escape. Like, I didn't love my life, and listening to the radio was this other world that I could go to. And not only for the music, um, but for the the morning show, I and, and I'm going to get to your question about my struggles of training Girl, now. Don't I, worry. It's I, a long story. I'll get don't there. Don't even. But it was, it was, I just wanted to explain just kind of my, this is a journey too of just changing jobs of, there was a morning show I grew up listening to um, in St. Louis and I just felt like they were my friends. Like I was never the popular kid. And so it just felt like I had friends and um at the time, I would set a, rec- a cassette to record when I left to catch the school bus. And then when I would get home, I would, could, would listen to the 90-minute tape of the morning show mm-hmm. so I could hear more of them. And that, I just, just I love that connection of I love that I don't even know you and you're, you're a person in my life somehow mm-hmm. and make my, made my life feel better. And I'm like, wouldn't that be so cool if I could do that? And so... Um, then just like I, radio is just what I've always wanted to do. And then you did it, and you won awards. She won a CMA. I think what, yeah. two, right? No, I just won one CMA. We well, were nominated for one. another one. Never <laughs> but um, that you know, and I've moved around. I've been, I've worked in seven states, and just all the amazing people and experience I've had working in radio. So the the decision to leave radio is one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. But it's like, just feels like I care so much about this other stuff. And my my voice, I felt like is, it, for me, I just feels better to use my voice to help people in this way and express how much health and fitness and everything completely changed my life than using my voice to give away $25 Skyline gift cards. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> You know what I mean, though, right? Big up to Skyline. We love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not shitting on Skyline. I'm just saying, because you can't say concert tickets anymore. You guys didn't give away any concert tickets last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like, this is where my heart is. I don't know what this means. I don't know where this is going. And that's where, you know, having these discussions with Josh at the gym of like, I've never thought about being a personal trainer. I have, like, I wanted the certification. I wanted to have the knowledge. But to actually make that, like, my full-time gig, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I, I, you know, it's not like 
so many people that work in fitness like grew up as athletes and they just have like and they were just have more I felt like more knowledge for me I just feel like an outsider looking in again this is my own shit in my own head and so you know he's like well you know we can figure stuff out and figuring out what to do um through the process of what would I get to keep pound this from leaving the radio station or do I do I lose pound this from the radio station that he's like why don't we build a studio at the gym and we'll figure it out so I mean so much of this process, I have to thank Josh Garrett from Cincy 360 Fitness of just like having somebody be like, I, I want to move in this space. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And this is really scary. And I'm giving away the one thing that I've always wanted to do my whole life. It's like that's like the biggest breakup ever of yeah. like, but I'm like, it's just my heart's changed. And so the so I started my own LLC um, at the end of 2019. I started shooting the one free day I had a week. I started shooting videos for the cookbook I came out with and um, just trying to just get everything together. And the plan was um, before COVID hit was I was going to start training at the gym, which got the gym's closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I wanted to work on that, working on my podcast. Um, I had trips planned and doing like retreats and that all got canceled obviously COVID speaking engagements all of those got all canceled and a a lot of things that you know I had big plans for was just like okay that's that's wiped away now so it's kind of it was it was totally a blessing to happen because it got me to really stop and reevaluate like what where do I fit in this like health and fitness industry Mm -hmm. and learning a whole new industry is so crazy, especially like the radio industry is its own weird little funky animal. Mm-hmm. It's not a normal job. And so going from how I know to behave in this space to like learning a whole different industry and starting over, I think the hardest thing is, is so in, when I first started in radio, um, you know, when I was a teenager, I would just, I would have to write out everything I said. Like I couldn't just talk like I am to you now. Yeah. Everything was written out and I would practice. So like I'd have a 12 second intro over a Red Hot Chili Pepper song and I would practice it 17 times before I would actually go on the air with it. Mm-hmm. And just how much I had to just crank and work and learn and knowing how I went through that and how long it took me to get to the point where I did. I mean, I will say I'm extremely grateful that I achieved all of my own personal goals working in the radio industry. And that was another reason of, of choice to leave of like, I did everything I wanted to do. The things that are the next step up, I don't want to do. So I can't stop growing. You know what I mean? So, but jumping into a whole new industry, I'm at that very ground level again, where in radio, I felt like I'm at the top of my own personal game. I feel so confident. I could throw me in a studio with random guests, whatever, flip a mic on, I'll figure it out. To go from that level and knowing where I began and being back to that beginning in another industry and knowing how much of a grind and how hard it is and how much you have to work and how long it takes. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, damn, like it's just so much easier when I did the thing I was good at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are in this, we'll say confidence. You had a lot more confidence and like 20 years of experience under your belt in that. Yeah. So it's and just. You are very good at what you're doing oh, now. Thank you. And so it's, yeah, it's just that of like being so novice and wanting to know more but I just can't yet so it's like I'm trying to absorb all the information possible from I'm so lucky to work with so many amazing trainers at the gym that are so incredibly helpful 
and that I can lean on and ask questions. Like I brought up the mother daughter, like, how do I train two people at once? Oh, okay. Well, here's an idea. Here's how we could do this. Or, Hey, what are some good activation exercises? I'm Googled it and I can't come up with a damn thing. And so like, okay, well, here's, here's a good way to like warm up somebody's body before going into a workout. Um, and for different kinds of clients that are, you know, everybody's on a different spectrum. So it's one thing to know how to work out for yourself. Like I can go to the gym and figure myself out, but to like meet every individual person at where they're at and how, what's the best way to move their body where they feel like they're making progress, but they're also not harming themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, that's where this, the struggle is for me now. It's just mostly of like, um, I just said this to Josh a couple weeks ago. I'm like, I wish I could just get past this part of the montage. Like, can I get part to the part of the montage where, like, you know, Rocky's actually like running up the stairs with no problem, <laughs> not where he's out of breath? <laughs> you know, you know what though? It's the same thing as you became an expert and started your podcast after 10 years of yo-yo dieting. So of course you have so much experience. Yeah, and you can speak to it, and it means so much to you. You're building all that experience now. You know, and yeah. you can't you can't force that stuff. Yeah, I know. So it's that's for just me because, as we just discussed earlier, that's I'm gonna go hard. hard for you. I'm yeah. gonna go hard, and like I just want to know everything now. I want to. I'm a perfectionist, which I'm working on with my therapist. Of <laughs> you know, just trying to. It's never gonna be perfect. I know. Ever I'm trying to go with the flow. Trying to. That's hard. Let the current takes me where it goes, and I feel like that's when the best opportunities can come up. Like even with trying to make the decision of like, do I leave the radio industry or not? Um, when I had those thoughts before everything seemed to be like, draw me right back into radio. Mm. Like I was thinking that when I was living in Denver, do I need to come up with some sort of plan? Like, do I need an exit strategy? And then here came a, a dual job offer in Oregon for both me and Mike, my husband. And so it's like, that that's an opportunity that's never happened for us before. And we're like, man, we're moving to a place where we both got a job and you want to go live in the mountains at Oregon? Like, let's go. Yeah. And so it felt like trying to make that decision, all the doors were opening for this arena and the radio doors were kind of closing, even though I was just like, but I could still do this. And it was just kind of like, no, I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's leading me in this direction. So I'm just trying to be in that flow more whenever like, you know, a door opens in front of me of just like walk through it and see what the hell happens. Do you miss radio? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I would say like, no, <laughs> which I don't, I miss parts of it. I think the parts that I mean, it's just changed so much. Yeah. Um, that I don't miss the day to day grind and what it can be and the pressures of it, of, uh, you know, everything that you have to do has to wow everybody mm -hmm. of like, this video wasn't as good as your last one. When's the next video coming out? Yeah. You know, like, oh, that break was great on the air, but you got to do, you know, 50 more. Amanda, this you got yourself into that whole mess because you were the best and you always brought <laughs> such great stuff. But if it wasn't a hundred, a hundo P every time. <laughs> I know, but I, but that's what I like to do. I, I just, not only for myself, but like, again, the, my, my view on radio is, it's a connecting it's a connection for people and it's escape for people so people are having a shit day and for me like when here when i was on a b and being in the afternoon you could have a shit day at work and you're driving home and you listening to the radio during your commute and like if it's just something funny and takes your mind off of it or just something silly and just like not to make you think about how much your day sucked 
You know what I mean? Of just like that, I think is, I, I miss being able to do that kind of things, but I feel like I do that with my podcast in a different way. So I think the things that I, I miss with radio like that, I can still do on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that when I think about radio is just like these just nostalgic moments that I could never have back anyway of like some mm-hmm. of the just really fun things that I've done on the year and some of the shows I've been on and just some of these like amazing radio moments. Um, I miss some of those, but it feels like the industry has changed so much that there's not this very fun vibe. There's not this, at least in ways that I felt before, like there is one of the morning shows I was on, there was four of us and I ran the board and so I had control of everything. And so if and things were getting boring, I had like a clip of Stanky Leg. Mm-hmm. And so like <laughs> if I would just take over the thing and start playing Stanky Leg and all of us would be like, ah! <laughs> and throw chairs in the studio and just like go insane <laughs> as just kind of like to, to lighten it. Like I miss like those kinds of moments or just like how wild some things in radio can be. I mean, I had a coworker, I passed out on a party bus once and he bat winged my face. <laughs> what is that? It's when you stretch your balls out to look like a bat wing. Ah. <laughs> That's gotcha. not normal HR activity in yes. a normal job. <laughs> Doesn't it's, happen anymore. I've never been bat wings, and I've worked <laughs> in radio for three years now. Yeah, I mean, so it's just Bullshit. like some of those things of being like given permission to do things or just even like with um, the the last radio station I worked at in Oregon where like, oh, we want to make shit happen. Let's do it. Let's get a station helicopter. And we did. Like, let's do this, like, let's do this thing. And, like, just the the teamwork makes the dream work, where I think that's probably the part I miss about radio is it is a team of super creative people, which I think is can be super awesome when everybody's jiving and flowing and joking. But it's also terrible because it's also a room full of sensitive artists that have egos. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, At like... all the good ones. Yeah. So I feel like... That, I mean, that's where it's like a, such a hard answer of like, I miss s- certain things about it, but like just being on the radio every day, I don't miss. And I was really worried that I would miss that a lot. And yeah. I, you're so good at it. I just don't. I mean, I feel like you have such a radio brain. I don't really know where my brain is, but you come up with like the most ingenious things all the time. Every time I ask for your advice, I'm like, oh, God, genius. <laughs> oh, thank you. Fuck. Well, that's Do I implement I just, those ideas? No. Well, let's see. Well, like that's I just you know not all the time where I don't have to be on the radio where I'm happy to share those ideas. Like when radio people want to like brainstorm with me, I get so hyped where I'm like I just like coming up with this stuff or thinking about doing things in a different way. And it's just like the things that I would want to listen to on the radio. And I guess there's it's hard to I just try to put myself in that brain of like what would I want to listen to right now and you know, just try, or what would I have fun with? Like, what would be fun for me? And like, why not make that happen? Because if I'm having fun, I feel like that's contagious. So even if it's something totally stupid, which we did a lot of stupid shit (laughs) over on V, me and Jesse did, that it's like, but if we're having fun doing it, then I don't think people even like question like why you're doing it. It's just like they're doing it because they're having an awesome time and they're genuinely laughing. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the genuine laughter is what we, we miss a lot of in life. Like, it's just everything is so social media and fake and rehearsed. And 
that it's just like not these like, and especially with COVID where you can't like go hang out with your friends the same mm-hmm. way and all this other stuff that it's just kind of like, I feel like we're all so thirsty for that kind of like, God, I just want to hang out with my friends and fucking laugh. Oh my God. Yes. We so are. Well, do you feel like um, you're going to have as much joy and success in your new career here? I mean, I hope so. I mean, I'm open to anything. I mean, I don't know where exact. I know where I would like to for joy. To go Let's now. just say joy. You yeah, as much joy. I feel like I have a lot of joy right now. Like just being at the beginning of like the personal training thing, which is just going to be a part of what I do. Like the podcast is always going to be like the heart of what I do and everything. And I love also just networking other people together. Of like, mm-hmm. I know this person, this small business owner. You'd be great for this small business owner. So not even like a weight loss thing. Of there's so much joy I get out of that of connecting people and doing my podcast and trying to think of creative things but as starting you know to train people in person just seeing people that are willing to I don't know I just think it's so amazing to see somebody in person that's like showing up to a gym like I want to make my life better like I'm committing to it like that's a huge moment like people I don't I think take that for granted of like takes courage for a lot of people to be like I'm going to join a gym even if it's like 10 bucks down at Planet Fitness to if this isn't isn't your jam to show up and you're showing up for yourself so to be able to witness and help people to be like I'm I am pushed past the like I'm too in my own head I'm scared I'm nervous I'm not good at this whatever you're pushing past that just to walk into the door and then to be on that point of like to trust somebody like me, you know, just a personal trainer, like you're trusting somebody, be like, go on this life journey with me. Even if you're seeing him once or twice a week, it's still like, you know, I, I want to improve myself and I'm investing in that and I'm investing in you. And I believe that together we can make the changes I want to make in my life. And I just think that's so cool. Wow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, like, what else to ask? That was so perfect. That was just so perfect. Oh, thanks. I mean, when you're going going through all of these things now, do you feel like, I mean, you want to give a great, you want to be a good leader, you know, and set a good example for all, all of your clients? Are you, how is your go-hardness going? Because what would you tell a client of yours who was going too hard and, you know, going down a path that you're familiar with? Um. Well, I kind of already have a client that's like that. Really? (laughs) Michelle remained unnamed on this podcast. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I see myself in it. I think that's where it's helpful. It's like, I see that behavior. But I think it's it's good for me now because I'm like, I recognize it because I've lived it. Yeah. And so, and where I feel like I'm trying to maneuver my own go hardness, I feel like I've worked on a lot with the fitness part especially after getting like injured and I couldn't exercise for most of 2020, which was awful. Yeah, Um, I can't even imagine. Oh God, it sucked. But to be like, that's kind of slowed me down. I'm really focused on physical therapy exercises now. I do lift and I'm doing this stuff, but I'm like listening to my body more. Like this past Sunday, I did my meal prep Sunday and I had to do some podcast stuff. And I'm like, it's so nice outside. I should go for a walk. But I also just felt completely drained and exhausted because last week was just bat crackers for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 
push yourself and go for a walk because you feel like you need to get some sunshine and exercise. I'm like, or really just put on your jammies and watch some crap TV. Yeah. And I put on my jammies and I watched the Framing Britney thing because everybody was talking about it. <sighs> I still haven't seen it. It was good. And so I'm like, that to me felt so much better instead of like forcing myself to go for a walk. I'm like, li- to be in a space now where I'm listening to myself more instead of pushing through it. Yeah. And it's it's hard because it's, again, it's a practice, like anything. It's mm-hmm. it's a conversation you have to have yourself. It's This is going to be how it's going to be till I die. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're, I'm signing up for that. But even with that, that's learned. I feel like I've been going on podcasts, your podcast, for instance, and others for three years now, saying how burnout I am and mm-hmm. how I get burnout. I feel like I have said that word so many times. And then I finally didn't do anything for like two and a half, two months. And I really, and then I like now re-entering, doing like back to my world. I feel like a whole new different person. Like it took me finally, like the doctors have been telling me to stop doing. Yeah, because dude, you're way more hardcore than me. You go back to back hot yoga classes, freak. That's not true. I mean, I did do one last night and one this morning. (laughs) No, I did one last night and then I did like a weightlifting class this morning. No, no, no. But like. But that doesn't happen all the time now. And I did it because I can't work out tomorrow. And I like knew that it was going to make me tired. You yeah. know, anyway, but like I'm, I used to do, used to be so insane about it. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. I'm not and, referring to you now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, um, I feel like I've really now changed and slowed down. And now those behaviors, like I used to sign up for two classes a day. And that was like, I loved it. And now it's just so common in my mind, I'm just like, girl, what? No, it's not even there anymore, yeah. you know? But it took me two months of doing nothing, kind of hating life, maybe eating too many cookies, doing a lot of journaling, doing intense therapy, really sticking up for myself and having hard conversations. And then eventually it just happened. How did you, do you feel, how have you changed and um, slowed down? And do you feel like you have? Like, have you felt that? inside does um, this make any sense yeah i think well being again like knocked down whereas yeah. like i hurt my back and i couldn't do anything and i was just in pain just even laying down so again like it's i worked myself to a point till you break yeah and it was just i mean it was a lot it was a huge life change make a career change becoming an entrepreneur and owning my own business like in the lawyers and all this other crap and it was just kind of like everything is just like my brain was like Bink. <laughs> like and then COVID and everything else. So it just kind of like felt like, and that's where I would want to help other people of like, don't get to the point where you snap. Yeah, like it sucks. No. You'd get to the point where you break. So now that I had gotten to a point where I, I've broken and rebuilding and trying to do it a smarter way and not be like, oh, you have to work out because you feel fat today. You yeah. know what I mean? Of like, try to like, that's not true. Like you are a worthy person. No matter what your body looks like, you're worthy if you don't exercise today and like kind of just have those conversations with myself. Um, And so, I mean, some days are better than others. I mean, obviously, talking about on a podcast, I can sound like I have it like all figured out, but Mm -hmm. I don't. So wait, we need to get back to it. So what advice would you give someone? Um, Look them in the eye. What would you tell them? Someone's going through hard and you can tell they're going to break. What would you say? Slow down. Like talk to yourself. Like really... Like, really sit down and, like, knock off distractions, turn, like, get away from your phone, sit down, and write shit out. Like, just write out what you're thinking, even if it's, like, broken thoughts. Like, just write out what you're feeling and just kind of get it out of you and then give it a day and go back and read it and be like, 
whoa, okay. Have how reading do... it aloud to someone too, that helps. Ooh, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, God. It's miserable. <laughs> it is miserable, but also talk about you have a deep cry and then you uh, you move on. Yeah. Those things are kind of released forever. You so know? it's like that and then thinking about, you know, if you're going too hard of like, what are you really doing this for? And, you know, what's the point of doing what you're doing so hard? Mm-hmm. And is it getting you where you want to be? Like, what happens when you get there? Are you going to slow down yeah. then? No, you're not. Can I ask you something? Um, do you ever fear that... You won't be as successful once you break the cycle. I know I fear that all the time, that now I feel like I'm approaching this all differently. I'm like, am I going to be, I loved who I was before actually when I was in that crazy cycle and drinking every day to fall asleep and waking up and just freaking go, 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 go. Yeah. And like I was doing what really well in my job and I was being received well by everyone. Like everything that radio wants you to do, I was doing it and I was doing well, but then I broke. And so now I'm like, how do I still achieve those goals, but in this different way? I think that, yeah, that you just have to, for me, because I'm kind of doing, I've been in the same exact spot Mm -hmm. of that's how I knew I felt the best. I was in the best shape of my life. I was like in the, you know, rocking and rolling on the radio and everything was going great. And then I, I feel like for me, I'm like, I have, it's gone. That is gone. That version of me doesn't exist anymore. That is the past. That's not the direction I'm moving in. I can't move forward if I'm constantly holding on to this way I behaved. And guess what? That wasn't so fucking great because I broke. It broke me. So it wasn't the right way to do things. Even though I felt awesome in the moment, it didn't feel so awesome when it started falling apart. So it's like you have to come up with a new way. And that's what's really hard because creating a new life or creating a new habit is freaking hard, which is why so many people has struggled because creating habits is hard. Yeah. But that's where I think that of like being like taking the things that you like from that and how do you move them into this this new life? And like, what are your goals now? Like my goals now, I mean, joy is a big one, but even just thinking I was, you know, trying, thinking through all this stuff. I'm like, I want this next phase of my life to be like peace. Like it sounds like just nice to be like, more peaceful even though I'm such a like hustler and hard ass with stuff but I'm like but what I'm fighting for is just it's just kind of different because I learned from that of like but I didn't like the the direction where I could have gone like I could go in this new direction now and this feel better does this make sense am I just like no it does 100% I'm looking at you because I'm thinking like I'm in the exact same phase yes I mean I just it, but it's it. hard though it's super hard um, I've never been like more insecure in my life like from my on my day to day yeah you know I'm just ch- actually and like a lot of it is our um, our jobs my job is self-expression and I'm like Natalie a month ago would have said this but now I'm saying this and I feel like I get caught up in is it still going to be received as well no you know, is it still going to go as well and just doing it confidently anyway but also during those two months where I was like doing nothing I started to really second guess everything like I decide I was like I've been using I thought the same thing I was like I've been using exercise as a crutch I've been over exercising because I think I'm fat and not because it's going to help my body you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like I have these unhealthy relationships with all these things I I can't be a soothsayer on that, you know what I mean? I feel like you have to be experienced. I'm like, I can't be teaching these things if I had this unhealthy relationship with it. And rebuilding that is the toughest but the most rewarding thing at the same time. But see, here's where I think that that's flawed thinking, and this is something that I'm going through too, 
of thinking that you aren't in a place to teach those things because you aren't in this level of perfection yet in your mind is a perfect time for you to teach because you understand it and you're in the same place as other people. Mm, Like that is more helpful to other people. Like hearing people's struggles is more relatable to me than hearing their successes. True. So it's like you're just telling yourself. There you yourself, go. Once right? again, well, pow, my <laughs> mind is blown. And I do want to say that it's not that I've been looking for per, um, perfection. It was perspective. I feel like now I have this different perspective. And yeah, when it's just, make, yeah, when you're talking about like just, you know, I, I get what you're saying, too, of like, I was this person on the radio. This is what my identity is. This is who I am. If this changes, does this change the dynamic? But your personality on the radio is just you. And if you change, then you change and don't try to be a character on the radio. Cause I think that's why there's so much shit radio. <laughs> so true. It's just everybody is not even being themselves at all. They're being the whatever oh version of themselves. Can I tell you the most, you'll love this story. I went on a date on Friday. Yeah. This poor guy, if he, I hope he doesn't hear any of this because I've talked about it so much now. Went on a date on Friday. I was really excited about it. Like legit. Like I really thought I liked this guy. I was super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, met him on the internet. And uh, it was not the best uh, It was not the best date. I went on air on Monday and shit all over it. I called him a psychopath. <laughs> I told I used that word. I said that it was a waste of a Friday night. Oh my God. And I said it was the worst date I've ever been on. He heard all of it. Uh, <laughs> how'd that go? Did he like text you? He did. Yes. He did. And then here's where it all flips. He did and then the way that he dealt with it was so mature and like sexy to me that I was almost like, well, fuck, now I want to go out with you because the way you dealt with that was so hot to me. Mm. But ultimately I was like, this is not going to work. You'd be like, hey, bro, can you um, do that in in, like a voice memo so I can play it on the air? Oh my God, (laughs) this is Radio Brain. Because then I immediately was like, yo, I should have him on the show. We should talk this out. But I'm like, I'm going to leave this poor guy's heart alone. Yeah. That's also the thing that sucks about it is radio is like your actual life. Yeah. Like I talked about it yesterday. One on Aaron was like, this is tough. This is my real actual life. I really thought I liked this guy and wanted to date him. Yeah. And I liked his eyes and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I thought you would appreciate that story. No, I did. <laughs> I totally get it. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, um, we should talk. Let's pick this up again. I would love to continue this conversation. I mostly, I really love how you're so open about the ways and that you have changed. Cause I've known you and on different levels of Amanda in the time. I feel like I've known you through your transition doing this and yeah. you speak on it so well. And I think it's really important. And like, I personally want to hear this stuff as well, but you do it so well. It's not, I know that you may feel insecure going into this next phase, but Amanda, you're born for this and you have all your heart into it. And oh, thank you. You're amazing. Well, I'm curious then. I mean, cause when, when did you start here? 2017? 2018. October 2018. I thought for sure you were here in 2017. Maybe it is, actually. 2017. Because you were here when when we won the CMA Award. Yeah. So that was 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just started. Okay. So from knowing me in 2017 to now, sitting in this same radio station. You're the exact fucking same. (laughs) Fucking freak. That's good to know. That's what I love so much about it. It's like, <laughs> you're the exact same. You're the exact same. And I, you have such a great and fresh perspective on health and fitness. I Like, I love the health and fitness community in Cincinnati. I'm so, I feel so blessed to be, like, somehow in my perif. I'm in, like, the perif. I'm, like, somehow in the community a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I cannot wait to just dive into it more. Like, I'm so inspired now. Like d- in December, Natalie was like, no, F this. Like, I, I, I know. I don't think I should do this. 
But now I'm like, yes. I mean, it's the only way you're going to know. And this is what I'm doing, too, where is try. Like, yeah. I didn't know if I would like personal training in person, but I'm like, and what do I was very clear on? I like, want to be a group fitness instructor and just spread joy. I don't really know exactly what I want to do, but yeah, I just dude. really want I really want to get more into it, you know? Well, I I am under the the belief that as it kind of feels like we're getting some of the handcuffs off of COVID mm-hmm. and things are kind of opening up again, I really feel like people are just need that in-person connection. Yeah. So, which is also why I chose to do in-person personal training versus virtual. Because I miss that connection, you know what I mean? So I think that that would be, this is like such a great time if you wanted to try that out to kind of do group classes and stuff. Because I think that people are just kind of like, I just need to be around some people and have some fun. And uh, can we get past this section of our lives? Yes. That's at least how I feel about it. It, it, I, I feel like everything just kind of feels like it's lightening up a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Um, even though I, I mean, I stopped following every, I used to check COVID numbers every morning. I don't do that. I haven't done that in a long time. And it's just kind of like, well, if big news happens, I'll hear about it. Yeah. But I'm glad that I don't hear a ton about it <laughs> because it means that things aren't not as bad as as bad Hopefully, as they were. Vaccine parties will be happening soon enough. I cannot oh. wait to have a vaccine party. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my god! Well, I'm starting it. I've been daydreaming <laughs> about this. I don't everyone... know if I trust you to give me a vaccine, dude. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> everyone who comes has to have been vaccinated and you have to bring your vax oh, card okay. in order I to get you. in the door at this dope ass party. I'm gonna throw. I thought you were gonna be like waiting around with syringes. Oh, Jesus, I don't trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not even to hire the right people. Somehow I fucked that up. That's way too much responsibility. Like, no, 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 no. I'd be the person in the corner getting drunk and, like, making fun of everybody, okay? Like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Well, damn, girl, I love you. And uh, Yeah, I hope this. that we've covered everything you wanted to cover. I don't mean this, like, for my conversation to just become, like, some, like, motivational speech. That's where the beauty of it. It goes where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about control and, like, going go hard. Sorry, my me act to up. I'm I was saying you're scratching order. your titty over there. A little bit. Um, even like with this podcast, I used to be so, put so much pressure on myself about it and do hours of prep and write out these um, questions and make sure that the interviews went perfect. And I put so much pressure on myself on it that I never wanted to do it. Because I was like, this takes up way too much time and I can't even. So now I love to come into these and be prepared but and also see where it goes yeah it's just so. well and it's letting go to like here's a good example of, of me changing some go hard things so since i put out three podcasts a week i do monday wednesday friday mm-hmm. and i don't have a podcast out today and i had so much work to do last night that by the time i got it all done i'm like i am too fried to record a podcast and it's bothering me right now that i don't have a podcast out but i'm like it'll get if i i'll have time this afternoon and if it doesn't get done i there's no i'm the boss I'm the boss. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, then it's fine if I if I miss a podcast instead of having this fire, you know, b- bees that are on fire in my brain going insane. Go. Uh, and so just stuff like that of even too like with social media of like you uh, you mentioned something earlier I wanted to tap off of like you feel like if I'm not cranking all this stuff out, I'll lose it. Like people will lose interest and all of a sudden you you know, oh, I, uh, and so I was so much in that mode coming out of radio yeah. with that with social media and through all of this, like I told you, I deleted Facebook and stuff of really kind of easing the reins on Instagram and being like, 
chill out and live more of my life not on social media. Mm-hmm. Like this whole process of like learning to become a personal trainer has been months long. This started like October of last year and I didn't share any of it on there because I'm like, this is just for me. And that's a transition of like letting go and be like, and if people choose to leave or not follow my account or not engage as much or I lo- whatever, like it's fine. It's yeah. like, it's not like this, and just radio industry in general, like everything is just like numbers, listeners, people, attention. And it's like, it's fine if that goes away, like it'll be okay. And that's been something that I've massaged into myself for the past, not year, but several months or so. Yeah. And it's hard though, because you're just kind of like, let go. <laughs> I'm very proud of you for that. Thanks. Can I tell you one thing that I've let go of that has been life changing? Good. Um, I say like my food issues are I'm always trying to eat less and skip meals and do all this and, stuff. And yeah. now I give myself the freedom, the freedom to just like eat every meal and to eat what I want. This morning I ate peanut butter. That's a big deal uh, for me. Yeah. Usually peanut butter was on a no. Why? It was on an absolutely no go list. Why? Because it has too many calories in it and I didn't think I had enough self-control. And every time I would actually eat peanut butter because I uh, restricted it so much, I would go way overboard. And so now if I just have a little bit of peanut butter or, you know, now, now I can have just a little bit mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Huge goals. See, that's awesome. Huge goals. See, it's important to like celebrate the small wins like that yeah. instead of just be like, oh, well, I don't have it all figured out. So F it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. That's, that's what, awesome. Yeah. Yay. It's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. It's almost as big of a, of a deal as the day they looked at my hands and I was like, I love my hands. I used to hate <laughs> them. You know, little things like that are huge and going through it. You're right. It's super important to talk about it and celebrate yeah. it. I feel like I've always made fun of people who are like, celebrate the big wins. I'm on a path. I've always been like, fuck off. Nobody cares. <laughs> But now that I'm on it, I'm like, oh my god, I get it. It's amazing. But I think it also just comes with like getting older and stuff too, yeah. and just and life experience and like maturing. I realized that I was like really mature. About I mean, a lot of yeah. Stuff. I mean, we all were. I know. At some point, you know what I mean. No. I think about stuff that I did before. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> right? Ugh. COVID has made us all like. Now I just think about that kind of stuff sometimes too much. Yeah. You know, Lee. But you just gotta hug it, as I do like Buddhist visualizations. You know. Think about yourself in that moment and just hug yourself and like let her cry on your shoulder and just hug it. <laughs> For real, as psycho as that sounds. All right, girl, love you. Where can everybody find yourself? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at you can pound this, and you can find my website where you can find uh, my seasonings and coffee and cookbook and. All that other crap at amandavalentinebites.com. Or if you're interested in per- in-person personal training, if you're in Cincinnati um, at Cincy360 Fitness, you can email info at cincy360fitness.com. Jeez. And she's also obsessed with TikTok, but not on there. Just Google Amanda Valentine. All that stuff. Not Amanda Valentine, the fashion designer, though. Me and her, I are, know. Me and her are in a trademark war right now. Really? I actually <laughs> was going to ask you about that. Okay, cool. We'll talk about that next time. (laughs) Love you. Love you.